0: Hi, this is Kylie Gable. Welcome to the Feminization Boudoir Podcast from Candy Apple Press. I'm back with an interview with with a new contributor. Um, She's done a couple audios for us so far. And um, her name on Night and how I know her is Raina Means Queen. Uh, Do you prefer that or Raina or Raina Queen or what?
1: You can just call me Raina. But yeah, Raina Means Queen is how you can find me
0: online. All right, and and that's like I said, that's where we we first met. And I, you know, I kind of go through streaks on on the night flirt. I when I first started, I always I always joked that my first like three or four months on night flirt, I could have bought a new car with what I spent because <laughs> I had these experiences and no one to talk to. And when I suddenly could talk about them, I talked about them. <laughs> and this summer, you know sometimes the summer i'll I'll talk a little more last spring i believe it was or it might have been even winter i think it was last spring spring of 2020 was when i i called you for the first time and we just hit it off really well um you know and, and and it always a good call and um Raina is is unique among the people that I talk to. Um, <laughs> she, 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 you'll probably discover that she will probably bust my balls pretty much more than just about anybody. Maybe Jen is about the same. Well,
1: it's true!
0: But, but you don't, don't have so-
1: balls, my dear. They've been removed a long time ago.
0: That's what I'm talking about. So <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she makes me blush a lot. So anyway, um, we, we've had you do, I think this, you've now done three audios from me, Is that right?
1: Um, that sounds about right.
0: Okay. And, and the new one is called, um, Force of Will. And it's the type of audios that I love because it's the type of book I love. It was a commission. So I had a plot. And, uh, from the plot, uh, wrote the story and, you know, which is, which is great for me. And then, uh, cause I don't have to do all the thinking and I knew right away that it would be really a good one for Reina. Um, your voice is a bit deeper than, than some of the other, um, girls I have or women, I should say, uh, that I have recording for me. And, um, I think it gives a certain resonance to it. Um, so I, I like you doing like the boss kind of job, you know, kind of like the boss kind of interviews just because let me say that again. Remember I said there would probably be mistakes in the podcast. I like okay. you doing the boss kind of audios because your, your voice has a certain resonance to it. And in this particular uh, book, really she doesn't have much of a hold over him in the beginning at all. You know, she hasn't kidnapped him. She's not blackmailing him. It's just he doesn't have a clue how to say no to this woman.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And that's where the title comes from. So how how <laughs> did you how did you like doing a long one? You've only done short ones for me before.
1: Um, well, actually doing a long one isn't the problem. Where it came an issue for me on this one was that um, I wasn't doing my editing on my own. Normally I do the recording, the editing and everything on my own and I don't have to worry about my mistakes or someone else listening to it. And I can be quite a perfectionist. Um, so it did take me a little bit longer for that reason as well as you know some other reasons personally. But I enjoy doing a long one and I mean, I like all of your stories that I've read so far, especially um, <laughs> the one that you wrote for me, Dig Picks. That one oh, yeah, is amazing and <laughs> so much fun to do. Like, I, I really like, yeah, that one is totally me and that one is probably my favorite so far.
0: When, when I first, writing, uh, first started writing feminization stories, I always felt like I needed to give the guy a reason that he was picked on. It couldn't just be the guy was picked on. And it's probably because for me, like my own experience, I always thought I got picked on because I was kind of a chauvinist jerk. And what I found out, no, well, we kind of did it because it was fun. That kind of opened my mind. And then talking to a lot of to dominant women, I kind of appreciated those stories where the guy's getting picked on because she can pick on him and not really any other reason. There's nothing this guy particularly did. But there's something really satisfying about guys getting their just desserts. And... and <laughs> In dick pics, that, that's certainly what happens.
1: Um, oh, my gosh. I love that one. Yeah.
0: Without without a spoiler, it's the, the title is kind of what it sounds like. It's the guy is sending unsolicited dick pics and makes the mistake of, of sending them to the wrong woman. And uh, he soon has all his contact info <laughs> and uses that um, to her advantage. So I definitely recommend picking it up, and it's a short one, so it's it's not really really very pricey either. So, um, so like one of the things that I found really fascinating when I when I got to uh, talk to you a little bit, Raina, um, and I, I I think this usually involved talking about me being hogtied at your feet or something. Uh, <laughs> It's a very unnerving laugh is the fact that, that you've actually taken bondage classes. How did that come about?
1: Um, I wanted to get more information. I wanted to get more involved. I wanted to learn. Um, so there is a group here locally. And before all of this whole COVID thing, they were doing at least weekly classes. Um, Every week it was a different presenter. It was a different topic. um, And it wasn't just from people here locally. I mean, for some of the people it was, you know, they could drive here, you know, from like four hours away or whatever, which for some people that's long, but whatever. Um, But there's been everything from like learning how to be a pro Dom to rope Classes Uh, I'll say one of my favorite ones was A mind fuck slash water Torture class so I Don't remember if you and I have talked about this But I know how to officially Waterboard someone
0: (laughs) Well I'm sure I'm sure in a controlled Setting with a voluntary target This would be very useful It would probably be much harder to do (laughs) this with somebody who was much taller than you and who was not really willing to be tied up, but I can see how in a controlled setting. Hold
1: on. Hold on. See, now we're going to the height thing again, just because of my Twitter handle. And I totally understand. Um, But I know of at least one person that, you know, personally who you would believe if they told you that I'm not a smurf height person. And I know another person who you can ask on Twitter um, if I'm tall or short. Okay. But then again, it really doesn't matter what my height is because I can get almost any person to their knees with just my voice and without yelling. But if that doesn't work, I also have whips, chains, paddles, and floggers and crops.
0: Hmm. I, I'll, I'll take your word on this. I'll take your word on this. <laughs> See, that's, this is one of the problems is where you know the 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 dom sub conversations, even with a wonderful person like Rada, become very much like the uh, parable of the uh, scorpion and, and the frog, mm-hmm. where inevitably. Uh, I will get bratty and inevitably Raina will put me Oh, Okay, try to put me <laughs> in my place. And uh, it's just a, our natures.
1: Well, so. yeah, I was going to say it's because you're bratty sissy. I mean, if you weren't bratty, then we wouldn't have this issue. But, you know, a lot of times I just laugh at you and that's all good. That's no big deal. But I also know a lot of your stories and a lot of your secrets that a lot of people don't know. That's true. So I can just leak them on Twitter and I know you don't want that, but I think you may have forgotten because it's been a while since we've, you know, talked. Um, But I think you've forgotten about the Kylie file that I've started on you.
0: Oh, that's right. I forgot the Kylie file. There is a Kylie file.
1: There is. And, I mean, I can share it with anyone who's willing to, you know.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I I guess I do take some blame for being a, a brat because I have had not one, but, but two Doms, one of which was Mistress DJ, um, tell me I am the reason that, that gags were invented. So... I, I, I like starting, it. I like I'm it. Starting to, transi- starting to sense a theme here. Um so but anyway, like I said, Raina, she's the real thing. She she knows her stuff. And um you know, if you call and, and talk to her, um first off she will she will get a phone book to sit on, so you won't have any trouble.
1: <gasps> okay, kind of <laughs> Okay, you know what? I'm, I'm opening up the Kylie file right no, now.
0: We don't need the Literally, Kylie
1: Literally, oh, yeah. You want to be a brat? Let's we just go ahead and that. do this. Pulling up my blackmail folder. <laughs> and, and oh, look, right there, Kylie. Hmm. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> I had to get that one out there. I couldn't resist. But anyway, like I said, she knows her stuff. And, and all kidding aside, just a great person to talk to in general, too. And, um, you know, it's, I think she's going to be a wonderful contributor to, to this podcast because um, so far she she's put up with me, which is a great
1: thing. <laughs> I mean, but you're not difficult to put up with. And I actually, like I said before, I like your stories. Um, so it makes it easy. You know what I mean? Now, if it were something that wasn't something I would do or something I would say, then you know, I would, I would say no, or maybe even ask if it was something that you could change. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but yeah, putting up with you. I love it. I love our conversations.
0: <laughs> so one thing I, uh, one thing I did want to uh, shout out, uh, you have a, a, a friend who who helped you with the editing of this story and I don't really know him, but like, a lot of people I know, um, we share a common friend in Amberly.
1: Uh-huh.
0: And I know that he's worked with her before. Yeah. So, can you tell us about Quick and Dirty?
1: Um, Quick and Dirty has become a really good friend recently. Um, we have the same birthday, so that's how we started talking in November. Huh. Although, we had been Twitter friends for a while because I had met him when he was here in town And we were at um, a class of Amberley's. Um, But yeah, so he does all types of editing and um, you'll have to talk to him to get all of the other stuff. But he does a lot of stuff for different models and performers. But most of his stuff is video. Well, when I told him that I was doing this new one for you. Um, He had just gotten some new headphones. (laughs) And (laughs) so he was like, I would love to test out my headphones. It's been a long time since I've done anything with audio. Will you let me edit it for you? So I was like, sure, why not? Less work for me. (laughs) So um, I handed it over to him and I was just like, whew, I'm done. Because I believe the audio edit it like finished is about 41 or 42 minutes is that sounds about right right. yeah okay uh but with my mistakes it was about 50 minutes um and i mean it it wasn't a big deal for me to just go back through and edit because normally i edit as i go but i left them all in so he would have just that whole solid thing to cut and chop and do his magic with um and then he sent it back to me Um, but it's funny that we're talking about him because I talk about you to him. And so, um, I remember when you made the joke about, (laughs) um, the length of time that it was taking to get the audio back to you. And I was like, Kylie said, she's not very happy with the time that it's taking to get back. And so he was like, Kylie is a man, right? And I'm like, yeah, she is. And he was like, but you called her she. And I'm like, yeah, I do all all the time. And so he was like, but what are Kylie's proper pronouns? I guess he just wanted to know, like, if he were to ever have a conversation with you, like, how to properly address you. And I was like, well, for most people, Kylie is he. I was like, but to me, Kylie is she.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I get a lot of yes ma'ams, too. uh, Oh,
1: my gosh. I love the yes ma'ams. And the lady, when I call you lady.
0: My proper pronouns, I have decided, are we and us.
1: Because you have multiple personalities?
0: I I contain multitudes, but mostly (laughs) because I I love, I just love, hey, instead of saying, hey, is Kylie going to be here tonight? people will say, Hey, are we going to be here tonight? See, it's okay. much easier. <laughs> we and us, you know? Um, no, I, I, I never have ever, um, represented myself as female, <laughs> except for very short periods of time. <laughs> I don't want to say never. Definitely, me. <laughs> definitely. There were college experiences where I did, but I mean, I've never ever believed I was a woman or anything. Um, I was, I've never been a, a, a um, woman trapped in a man's body. I've, I've just been a man trapped in women's clothing. So oh,
1: I, I hear you and I understand what you're saying. But the thing is, is that, you know, you and I, we had quite a few phone calls before I had listened to your podcast because, you know, we had not talked about it or whatever. But you have a very different voice between your podcast and when you're on the phone with me.
0: See, I don't so, think that at all.
1: Oh my gosh! I mean, okay, so
0: so first off, about my voice, there's a there's there's one thing that I that I always notice is I have a badly deviated septum. I'm okay? not
1: even talking about that.
0: So my voice, I think generally is pretty deep, but what makes it weird is it's deep and nasally. And most people who have deep voices, you know, it's All all from the chest And there's no nasal at all So I think that makes my situation A little bit weird
1: Nope Nope. When you are on the phone with me You're more in Kylie Mindset So that voice that you Used to use When um, when you were in college And you you went through all that training and stuff Because you had to be passable for some of those hot dates You went on (laughs) Um I, think, I had to bring that up. Right. I did. Um, I think that voice just naturally kicks in because you are thinking Kylie, you are thinking um, about all of that stuff, and that's what we talk about. So Maybe. I think when you do the pot, okay. So and there's even one voice that's different from your podcast voice, and that was when you did the Chance Danger video when he was racing. Uh, and your voice was so deep on that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at her go.
0: <laughs> she can be a man. <laughs> See, well, that, that's the thing I have. um, I have professional video experience. And so I kind of, I kind of like sometimes look at quick and, quick and, quick, and yeah, quick and dirty media. And I'm like, you know what? I like what he's doing. I, I should try to do that. And then uh. Mostly, though, when, I, when I'm i editing video now, it, it's my dog. And he's really, really <laughs> photogenic. Uh, but, yeah, I did it. I gave him his own, like, 70s detective theme song. I have not written a uh, 70s detective feminization book yet. It's probably coming. I, I just love that genre, oh, 70s gosh. and 80s detective shows. Oh, okay. And so I gave Chance his own, like, you know, and we're talking, like, 70s. We're talking, like, Maddox and Cannon and stuff that was on long before I was ever born, which I catch on, like, me T V type things. And um, I, I gave him his own, like, detective theme song. And the thing is, um, you know, I needed to give the Tonight's Episode. So I was like, Tonight's Episode, Big Dogs Bark Loud. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yep, that's the voice I'm talking about. <laughs> that was hilarious. It like literally knocks me off my feet because I I wasn't ready for that. Um, I mean I still hear you and your voice in it, but yeah, you definitely have multiple voices. I guess it just depends oh. on how you're feeling at that moment.
0: See, yeah, I should just have kept that one voice through college. I would have been great. Hey, so what? I'm Ky- I'm Kylie. Yeah. It's great to meet you. How you doing? Um, oh no
1: because <laughs> I remember how I remember how you said you got tortured and um, you definitely would have gotten tortured even more had you not done what you were told to do especially well, with changing your voice
0: well I think this is probably a good time unintentionally to do a quick <laughs> plug to do a quick plug which is my whole sophomore year of college is a it's five parts, and it was just recorded a couple weeks ago by, by Shayla, and uh, so if you, if you want to hear what that torture entailed, <laughs> and sophomore year is a bizarre year because it's also at the end is when the other sissy comes in, and there's a lot of stuff that goes on. That was when I went away for a weekend and discovered my dorm room had been feminized as well. It's it's an interesting year. and Oh, my
1: um, gosh. I love your stories. Like, they are amazing.
0: You know, it's like, <laughs> in some ways, it's tough, because in some ways, it's like, I hit the jackpot with my first feminization experience, but in other ways, it's like, man, at the time, it was so, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not really erotic. I mean, it, it can read that way, but it's not really erotic when you come home from a weekend and you're kind of pooped from the travel and you... Plop down, you know, you enter your room and you realize that all your Bud Light girls are gone and have been replaced by boy bands. <laughs> and your bed is covered with stuffed animals and a four foot tall inflatable penis. And, uh, oh, you, you, you
1: liked like, it.
0: How the hell did I get here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I just remember sitting on the bed going, They're not going to let me change a thing. <laughs> you know? Um, the thing I remember really well about that was coming back and getting, you know, getting to my dorm room and I had, you know what a message board is? Yeah. Okay. I had like a board on my, you know, uh, that was, you know, laminated on my door and with a marker, you could write messages and then erase them. So I had a Batman message board. <laughs> And when I got back, it was no longer Batman, it was Barbie.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: And I knew something was up. And somebody, and it looks like it was, it looked like mail writing to me, had written on my board, Come on, Barbie, let's go party. (laughs) And I knew something was up, but I still wasn't prepared for opening my door. And that, uh, and that also that also taught me really one thing that's really unfair when you deal with dominant women like this. And I think I have the feeling Raina would be exactly this way. Like what? So Amanda, who, you know, we talked, you know, she kicked my ass wrestling and she, she, you know, was constantly torturing and humiliating me. She's amazing. When I went home, she suddenly turned on the waterworks to my RA. She turned on the tears. Okay. And told the RA that she was working on a paper in my room, and she could not get to the paper because I had gone home. And the stupid (laughs) RA gave her his copy of the key and told her just to bring it back when she was done, which she did after she got it copied. But it was like, you know, and that's how they got in there. But it was just like, okay, so... She literally kicked my ass. She has been dominating me and running my life for the last year. And she turns on the waterworks and all of a sudden she's the victim. <laughs> <laughs> How does this happen? So,
1: Well, I mean, sometimes we have to get shit done. And <laughs> she just, she was on a mission and she had to get shit done. So, I mean... But I've told you so many times, I love her mind, and oh my gosh, like, I need a where is she now type story.
0: Mm, I've got, actually wrote one, <laughs> but it's changed. really Yeah, it was the hardest thing I ever wrote, because it was really hard to keep it from, it's called Welcome to the Real World, and it was really hard to keep it from being wish fulfillment. Gotcha. Like, you know, I was writing about real people, but it was a fictional story, so... It's like every girl that, you know, I met in college was like, oh, Kylie, if only I had known back then, you know, it's it just hard to not, like, have everybody who meets me, oh, Kylie, you were the smartest, you were the cleverest, you were the best looking, and it's just like, <laughs> okay, it's not really how people would talk to me if they saw me. Wow.
1: I mean, I saw pictures of you, you were a hot, young lady, so, yeah, they would I'm say that. Yeah, you were, I mean, uh, I could. Can- Post them on Twitter if you know anybody <laughs> wants to see them.
0: Well, you know your, your your blackmail doesn't work as well when anybody can read about my experiences and, <laughs> and uh, I can hear two years of them. And there's nothing I told you that is not in those books that I can.
1: But but Kylie, I'm not just talking about telling a story. I'm talking about the actual pictures
0: okay. that okay. I have. No. That's true. That's I what will I, that. That. I will give you that. <laughs> uh, all right. So, but thank I you mean,
1: so... do you no? Just really quickly, do sure. you have this story of um, the women's extra large pantyhose in one of your books?
0: Yes. Really? Yes.
1: Okay. Now I'm gonna have to go through my notes to see <laughs> because I think that there is some stuff that you told me that you hadn't told anybody
0: else. I really was pretty blunt about it. And it is so embarrassing because, okay, here's the problem. You know, Shayla and I are pretty good friends. When Shayla has a problem, she knows she can talk to me. And when I need some cheering up, I know I can talk to her. You know, we, we, we kind of have co, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't even think of the word now. Um, but we both have a dog, you know, she rescued it and gave it to me. Um, so, you know, co-parental, co you know, and so um, it's really going to get embarrassing as she reads the junior and senior year stories, especially junior year. Oh, really? Yeah, because they get much more sexual and, uh, you know, sophomore year gets very sexual, too. But most of sophomore is with the other sissy. Right. You know, yes. and, and I'm mean- not.
1: I remember some of the stories you told me, you know, like the hand job under the table at the dance or something.
0: Uh, that was freshman year, yep.
1: Oh, darn. I thought that was later.
0: But, so that's been recorded. But here's the here's the thing. Um, all, you know, all, just having, you know, someone you know read that is is, is really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but I'm, you know, I'm okay with it. So yeah, I, yeah, as long
1: know. as you're okay with it.
0: <laughs> but so this you know this has been a pleasure. Thank you for for stopping by. Thank Even you for asking me. Not, it's not like we're in the exciting Candy Apple Press Studios, but you know, virtually stopping by. And, uh, <laughs>
1: Anytime.
0: Like, like I said, I hope you'll be hearing a lot more from her. She's a lot of fun, and just maybe does say lady to me just a little bit too much.
1: I don't even think I've said it once on this.
0: You did it once already. You did. You did. Oh
1: well see, <laughs> then that means I haven't done it enough.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man. So yeah, I I I have a feeling if Raina and I ever meet and, and, and I don't have Amberly there to protect me, it's gonna be bad for me. <laughs> so um, uh,
1: I think even if she is there, it's going to be bad for you. Like, I'm I'm going to do shit, like, behind people's backs just to get at you because, I mean, you've been a ton of a brat, like, a lot. And so I think I just need to, like, teach you a few quick lessons so in the future it'll be easier to tame your brattiness.
0: I see. I see. Um. Pretty, you know, cutting me down to size, so to speak, which is what about four foot?
1: Um, well, sweetheart, you're five seven, and I'm five eight without heels, so we're about same z's.
0: <sighs> See, I did not even I did not even know that. So
1: I've told you before.
0: Oh, I knew you were, I knew you were over five. I didn't know you were taller than actually taller than me, so it's depressing. There are so oh, few people that I can tease about their height.: I uh, mean, you
1: can continue. That's fine. It doesn't bother me. It actually gives me a chance to yeah. fuck with you a little bit more, but it's all good.:
0: Okay, well, just remember, I wear heels more than you do. So
1: mm. <laughs> did you guys hear that? Did everyone hear that? The lady <laughs> wears more heels than the queen. I got it.
0: All right. So thanks. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Raina. I'm sure at least five or six minutes of this interview will be usable. So. <laughs>
1: well, don't cut it out just because you're embarrassed, Kylie. Uh,
0: we'll see. Maybe I'll just keep my parts in.
1: <gasps> you bitch. <laughs> All
0: right. Thank you so much, Raina.
1: Anytime, much- Kylie.
0: And so coming up now is the well, at least a nice section of the story she recorded, which is called uh, Force of Will.
1: When Monica returned from the drugstore, she didn't go into her office. She instead made a beeline straight for David. She entered his sanctum and closed the door behind her. I got you these, said Monica, reaching into a plastic shopping bag and tossing a package on her co-worker's desk. "'What's this?' asked David, picking up the package. (laughs) "'Oh, very funny.' "'I'm not joking,' said Monica. "'You did say you could only take my word about pantyhose. "'Go into the washroom and put these on. "'I know I got your size. "'And when you put them on, you'll know for yourself. "'I'm trying to get some work done. "'No, you're not. "'You're fiddling around and trying to look busy.' With everybody but Angie and me out of the office, you don't have a lot of people around here breaking things. That's true, but this isn't one of the great discoveries of the world, like a cure for cancer or something. If you say pantyhose are uncomfortable, I see no reason not to believe you. Nobody will know. Angie's on the phone now, and she's not paying any attention to us. I don't want to do it, said David, fingering the package. I don't think I gave you a choice. Just do this one thing for me and then you can get back to work. This is stupid. Do it for me. I want you to, said Monica, giving him puppy dog eyes. (laughs) Fine, groaned David. Then that's the end of this. David went into the bathroom and was startled to have Monica follow him in. There was one stall and a sink, so technically somebody could use the toilet while somebody else was at the sink, but out of deference to his female coworkers, and because it would just be too weird, David never went inside if anybody else was in there. What are you doing in here? Relax, said Monica. You can have privacy in the stall, but I know you don't have a clue how to put those on. If you just pull them up, you'll rip them to shreds. You couldn't just tell me before sending me in here? Not a chance. Go in the stall, pull off your pants. And if you have on boxers, get rid of them too. If you have on briefs, you can keep those on, I guess. I'm wearing briefs. Tidy-whities? Yeah, he sheepishly admitted. I knew it. Now go on in there. David felt ridiculous, but he immediately pulled off his shoes and slid down his pants before sitting on the toilet. He opened the package and pulled out a pair of dark pantyhose. Okay, I'm looking at the pantyhose. They don't look big enough. They stretch. In fact, take them in your hands and pull on them to stretch them out a bit. But don't rip them. They're still delicate. This is stupid. Okay, hold them in front of you and make sure that the little tag is in the back. You don't want to put them on backward. Heaven forbid, said David, carefully obeying Monica's instructions. Okay, bunch them up and put them on one of your feet and then pull them up like they're a pair of socks, just a bit past your ankles, and then do the same with the other leg. This is really complicated for basically socks. Being beautiful is difficult, princess. Now pull them up to your knees together and make sure they're snug. You don't want to have any extra stocking bunched up. Done. Okay, you're almost home. Now pull them up over your flat ass and straighten them again. (laughs) No extra material. Okay, I'm wearing pantyhose. No runs? None. Let me see. Open the stall. I'm not wearing pants, protested David. So what? You have your underwear on. Slowly, the door swung open and, reluctantly, David stepped out to be greeted by a whistling Monica. How do they feel? Okay, I guess. They are pinching my leg hair. I should have thought of that. Can I take them off now? Not a chance, said Monica, shaking her head. They stay on until the end of the day. You can put your pants on and get back to work. <laughs> As Monica instructed, David put his pants back on and tried to get back to work. It was difficult to concentrate on anything but the strange sensations he was feeling from the pantyhose he was now wearing. Monica was also having a hard time concentrating. The thought that she was able to get her male coworker to wear pantyhose was giving her a rush of power unlike anything she had ever felt before. She loved it and found it different than anything she had ever known before. At 4.30, Monica practically raced into David's office. She had to know. How was it? It was strange, but not completely unpleasant. I don't think I would have minded if I didn't have leg hair. Well, shave tonight then, she said. Even Monica didn't know where that came from. Shave my legs? No way. Here, I got an extra pair for me when I went to the drugstore. But I think you can use these more than I can, said Monica. No, protested David, waving his arms and shaking his head. You had your fun. Really? You've been complaining about the leg hair all day. Now you're the one who said pantyhose would be comfortable enough, but you're using leg hair as an excuse and you've only had them on for half a day. You can't even walk a mile in my shoes, but you're ready to tell me it's not that bad? You're like a grade A mansplainer. I never knew that about you. I don't know why this became such a big deal all of a sudden. Why is this so important to you? So now you're throwing this all on me? Wow. Look, I'm sorry. It's just, I don't want pantyhose. It would be different if I was a woman. Just zip it. You keep digging yourself a deeper and deeper hole to get out of. I'm disappointed in you, Davy. I thought you had more character than that. I will see you tomorrow, said Monica, before turning on her heel and going back to her own office to organize her desk so she could go home for the night. That night, David couldn't help but wonder if he had done some horrible slight to womankind. He didn't want people to think he was the kind of guy who wore pantyhose, but he also didn't want to be on Monica's bad side. She was always nice to him and all the women who worked there liked her. If he was on her bad side, he'd be on everybody's bad side before long. He couldn't understand why this was a big deal, but he knew it was. He walked into the bathroom and ran a hot bath. Sometimes being right is overrated, he decided. The next day, David was already working when Monica arrived. She didn't even bother to say hi to him, but instead went right over to talk with Dana and Angie. It was almost 10 o'clock when David poked his head out the door of his office and asked, Monica, can I see you for a second? Monica shot David a look that could have broken glass, and then calmly told him, I'm busy. I'll be in when I'm free. As far as David could tell, Monica was just making small talk. There was a lot of laughing and giggling for a work conversation. He didn't want to make things worse, so he meekly thanked her and went back into the office. 25 minutes later, Monica arrived. You needed to see me, she asked. Her arms crossed across her ample breast. I'm wearing them. What? You're wearing the pantyhose? Yeah. A wide grin spread across Monica's face. Show me. David slowly lifted up his right pant leg, and Monica could see his now hairless leg covered by the sheer pantyhose. There, said David, lowering his pants leg. No way. Drop those trousers. I need a good look at this. (laughs) David let his pants fall down to his ankles and then endured an inspection from Monica. You've actually got decent legs for a guy. Thank you for shaving them. I didn't want to fight. It seemed like a small enough request. The hair will grow back. "'Yeah, it's not like I'm asking you to wear heels or anything.' "'Although, you totally should.' "'No way,' pleaded David. "'Look, nobody comes back here, and if they do, you've got a desk in the way. "'If you stay sitting at your desk, nobody will ever know. "'But you'll know what it's like to wear heels all day. "'That seems only fair.' "'You all kick off your shoes under your desk when you're working. "'We can't do that when we're with a client. "'They'll never even fit me. "'You've got small feet. "'I'll tell you what. "'If they don't fit you, you don't have to wear them.' "'Fine,' said David, grabbing the heels. "'He stepped into the first one and declared, "'Nope, that's way too small.' "'Bullshit,' said Monica.' Feeling his feet in the shoe, they fit you even better than they fit me. You're just not used to these kinds of shoes. That's all. I'll never get used to these kinds of shoes. Only time will tell, said Monica. I'll be back in to check on you before lunch. Almost as an afterthought, she turned around as she exited the door. And you better have those pumps on when I check. Or else. Or else what? You don't want to find out, said Monica with a wicked smile. She could hardly believe herself. Did she just really threaten a co-worker? David kept the shoes on all day. Unlike the previous afternoon, there were all sorts of CSAs walking around the branch, and he didn't want anybody else to notice what he was wearing. Occasionally, he'd glance down and look at his stocking-covered feet, peeking out the tops of his heels. It looked like he had girls' feet. He wondered if he took off his pants, how high up his legs you could look before realizing that they were men's legs. Even though yesterday was distracting, today was 100 times worse. He couldn't focus on his work no matter what he did. When Monica finally arrived at the end of the day, David was relieved. He was just about to kick off the strange shoes when she said, "'You kept them on all day. Good job. How were they?' "'They were uncomfortable, but it wasn't so bad sitting. "'We're going to have to find a way for you to experience standing in them all day.' "'Hasn't this gone on far enough?' "'You're just lucky I didn't catch you without your shoes on.' "'Why? What would you have done?' "'If I didn't know better, I'd say you were almost excited to find out,' said Monica, raising her left eyebrow. "'No, of course not,' said David. "'Maybe tomorrow you should wear a bra, too. "'Now you're going too far.' "'We all have to wear them. "'It's only fair, isn't it?' "'I have nothing that needs support.' "'We could fix that,' said Monica.' tracing David's chest with her index finger. She could see he was flushed and having trouble speaking. You'll wear one tomorrow. I can't. You'd better. The next day, David decided that it was time to put an end to this silly game. She was just his co-worker. And the way she kept escalating things, it wouldn't be long until he was discovered. And he absolutely... Couldn't have that. No. Today, he would put an end to Monica's weird new hobby. Do you have it on? Asked Monica, racing into David's office right behind him. She closed the door and demanded to see the bra. I don't have a bra. I don't even know where I'd find one. I live alone, you know. You promised me you'd have one today. No, I didn't. Close enough. "'but I see you don't respect me enough to do as I ask. "'I guess maybe I need to be a little tougher. "'What's that mean? "'If you do not have a bra on tomorrow, "'I will bend you over this desk right here "'and give you the spanking of a lifetime.' "'You can't spank me. (laughs) "'Watch me,' said Monica sternly. "'Now are you wearing pantyhose?' "'No.' I thought I'd end things today. And how'd that work out for you? I'm going to get some things, and then I'm going to bring you some things to put on. That's not going to be a problem, is it? No, but I don't understand. Then don't think so much. Speak less and smile more. You're much prettier when you smile. Huh? Bathroom in five minutes. You would better be there. It was only a few moments later when David saw Monica walk into the bathroom. He knew that he better be in there quick or he would be in big trouble. He felt like everybody in the office was watching as he followed her in. I wish I could see you get dressed, but evidently we have a pissed off client because Cole blew them off. So we're going to be working on fixing his mess all morning. At least I can look through your office window and be able to... Take my mind off of it. First, you remember these shoes? How am I supposed to wear them from the bathroom to my office without being seen? Not my problem. I couldn't find you a bra. I'm sorry to say, but I do keep a spare pair of panties in the office, and we're pretty close in size, so I'm donating them to you. Wait, panties? I can't... The next words out of your mouth had better be, I can't thank you enough, warned Monica. Thank you, said David shyly. Good, said Monica. You're learning. Now, I didn't have any hose for you, but Dana always has an extra pair, so I borrowed hers. You need to replace them by tomorrow. You can pick them up at Target or wherever you're buying your bra from tonight." I... Yes, Monica. See, you are learning, said Monica. Final touch for the day is a blouse. You never know when you'll have a spill, so I keep one of those in my office, too. David took the blouse from her and looked at it. It wasn't exactly dripping in femininity but it was definitely a blouse. It was a blue-stretched poplin, which certainly didn't feel like a men's shirt, and it was much shinier. David thought he might be able to fool a man with this blouse, but there was no way he would be able to fool an office full of women. He didn't notice the real problem until Monica left the bathroom. The blouse was cut for a woman's torso and not a man's. The shape was all wrong. One of the nice things about being a tech was the relaxed dress code. But now, David was wishing he had a sports coat or a jacket in his office. David hid in his office all day. He had no desire to be seen by any of his co-workers and figured a strategic retreat was his best option. When Candace brought her laptop to him for help, He thought her huge saucer eyes would pop out of their sockets even though the only thing she could see out of place was his blouse. By three o'clock, David, despite not eating lunch, really had to go to the bathroom. He waited until the coast was clear and sprinted there as fast as he could on those awkward heels. He sat in the stall, pulling down his panties and hose to use the toilet and felt rather weird being sitting down. After washing his hands and checking his reflection in the mirror to try and reassure himself that nobody could possibly know, he exited the bathroom and started walking back to his office, only to discover that Angie and Dana were standing right behind him and could see the heels and blouse. His pantyhose and panties were concealed, at least and he scurried away from them before they could ask why he was dressed that way. The last thing he heard before he closed the door was Dano whistling and calling out, Looking good, David! David's face was beet red, and he was breathing heavily. But he also could feel his cock straining against the confines of the tight panties. He began to wonder, What was wrong with him? The next day, David arrived in the office to find a pair of cream-colored women's slacks, a pair of white lace panties, a red blouse, a pair of black shoes with only a -a one-and-a-half-inch heel, but with shiny buttons on the top that clearly didn't look like anything he'd ever seen on a pair of men's shoes before. There was also a thin matching belt. Despite the slacks, The outfit was better than what he had on yesterday, but there was no way to really conceal the bra he was wearing under the thin chiffon fabric of the blouse. He pulled down the blinds in his office and got changed. Monica didn't even get to his office to inspect him until just after 10 o'clock. Well, are you wearing your new bra? She asked excitedly as she entered his office without even knocking. Oh, I can see you are. It's visible under the blouse. I can't wear this. (laughs) Don't get your panties in a bunch. (laughs) Get it? (laughs) Very funny. The problem is, you didn't get a bra that fits you properly. No wonder it's visible. No bra is going to fit me properly. You'd be surprised, said Monica. Clearly thinking to herself, I have a friend who works at Nordine's. She'll fit you properly. I'm going to call her now, and you can go at 11 and get fitted. It's right around the corner from Le Bon Terre. You can meet me there for lunch at noon. I can't take a two-hour lunch. Remember, Cole messed up big time. He won't be here today. He's trying to fix his mistake and... None of us would tell if you took a two-hour lunch. You didn't even take a lunch yesterday. This way, you can buy a bra that actually fits you. i-I guess you guess is that some new way to say thank you? I don't know about. It seemed like the further that David allowed himself to be pushed, the further still that she wanted to push him. And he had neither the willpower, nor the tools to resist her. At 11 o'clock, David took his lunch break and walked four blocks to the cute lingerie boutique known as Nordine's. He hated the way his heels echoed off the concrete pavement. Other than lacking a purse, he didn't look much different from any other career women walking through downtown. He was thankful, though, for the pockets on his pants. He'd heard enough of his co-workers complain about lack of pockets that he almost suspected that Monica was taking it easy on him. David had honestly never been in a lingerie store before. He'd been in stores that had a lingerie department, but there was no way to excuse his appearance here by pretending he was on his way to look at ties or something. The entire place was full of nothing but lacy and satiny underwear for women. It even had an extremely feminine scent. He was just about to turn around and head out the door when a voice called after him. David? Are you David? He turned around to see a very attractive Hispanic woman calling after him. She was probably a couple years younger than he was. She had shiny black hair, and a very disarming smile. David could barely answer with more than stuttering. I, I, am David. Great. Monica called and told me you'd be coming. I'm Yolanda. I'll be measuring you for your bra today. David looked around, but he didn't think anybody heard her. He followed her to a private area in the back of the store. Please take off your blouse and we can get started. David wondered what she had been told, but it didn't really matter. He took off his blouse, and she took it from him and hung it up so it wouldn't get wrinkled. He took off his blouse, and she took it from him to hang it up so it wouldn't get wrinkled. Thank you. That bra really doesn't do you justice. It's not a very nice one, and the fit is all wrong, she said, helping him off with his bra and Measuring his chest with a tape measure. I'd say you are a 36A, but I can definitely work with that. I'm really not picky. Any bra will do. <laughs> We'd never stay in business with that attitude. Besides, Monica has already given me some instructions about what she wants for you. David let out an audible groan. Relax. It's all going on Monica's tab anyway. That's... Good, but what do you mean by all? You ask a lot of questions. Just relax and I'll bring you back a better bra for you. The bra that Yolanda returned with was satiny and shiny. It felt much better on David's skin than the scratchy lace of the last bra. He did notice that it seemed to be a bit padded and began to protest but was cut off. You really should shave your chest. It'll feel better and look better with a bra like that. Yeah, I probably should. You're all set to go. You can put your blouse back on and come out when you're done. As David was buttoning his blouse back up, he knew the bra was definitely padded. The top was sticking out from his chest, and it did look like he had small but noticeable breasts protruding against his blouse. He caught his side reflection in the mirror. This bra makes it look like I have breasts, complained David. It just enhances what you already have. You're a solid B-cup now. (laughs) I don't want to be a B-cup. Well, that's between you and Monica, said Yolanda, handing the rattled sissy a large shopping bag full of lingerie. What's this for? Wearing. Monica is footing the bill for all of it. It wasn't a long walk to the restaurant, but in that short walk, David had completely steeled himself. He was going to tell Monica that he wasn't her dress-up doll. He let her know exactly what he thought of this whole situation. He took a deep breath and centered himself before walking into the restaurant
0: wow the best part is coming up too and i just you know all the girls from the office are there and there's just palpable humiliation but i just couldn't justify playing any more of that clip so i hope you understand but i think Raina just really knocked it out of the park with that one and i also wanted to thank quick and dirty media who we mentioned during the interview for all his help editing um I really don't know him very well, but anybody that both Amberly and Raina speak highly of is alright in my book. So, anyway, um, I do apologize for being a little long witted in the interview, but I, I had a good time talking to her. Uh, our phone uh, call hung up in the middle, but I don't know if you could t- actually tell that. So, um, if you want to pick up this audio, it's got a different title. Um, both... Clips for Sale and uh, I Want Clips have really cracked down on the use of words like force. And so the book, which is on Amazon, is called Force of Will. Um, On Clips for Sale and I Want Clips, it's called Under Her Command. A little bit of a different title, but same story. That's the only thing I actually had to change. Um, Next week, we're going to have... we're going to have Miss Jen Davis, and I think we're going to have an interview with her. That hasn't happened yet, but it's a plan. And we're going to have the second part of the Mauled story, which her first part was, was up a couple of weeks back. And the second part will be up this time. She's starting to write now, and um, she helped rewrite both of those stories to include a little more spanking, which, of course, is her special tape. Um, please please support my me and support Raina. Raina's mostly on um night Flirt right now Raina means queen but um she'll definitely uh i'm sure be moving to some clip stores too because she really has um just a great voice it's a little different than some of the other women that i use and to me that just makes it that much better so i hope you enjoyed this podcast let me know and uh Have a wonderful week, and uh, I'll be back next week. I hope you will, too. Take care.